Welcome to the All Is Wellness podcast with me, Emma Naylor. Join us in open and honest conversations with wellness professionals and industry experts. Welcome back to the All Is Wellness podcast. This week's guest is Katie Forbes. Katie is a success coach and mindset mentor. She's worked in the corporate world for over eight years, during which she's been on her own journey with mindset, wellness, and redefining what success means to her. Over the last 12 months, Katie has built a business and mindset and success coach where she inspires ambitious women to build a mindset for success, level up in all areas of their life, and gain the confidence and clarity to start doing the things they love. Katie, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast this week. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to speak with you. I would love to talk about your journey over the kind of last eight years working in corporate, but also the amazing journey that you've embarked on over the last 12 months. Amazing. So, you know, I think one of the things that we were speaking about earlier was kind of how did you get to where to where you are now? Yeah, okay. So um, I started at um, a corporate company when I was 18. Um, I followed the rules, I would say, my whole life. <laughs> I went to school, did my GCSEs, did my A-levels and naturally took the step to go to university. I actually started yeah. um, university through the company that I worked for, where I was kind of sponsored on a programme through the university, um, studied accounting and kind of did that half the year in, in Exeter and then worked the other half of the year at, um, at KPMG in London um, and very much took those steps because it felt like the right thing to do. Um, I think yeah. that expectation there that after you finish school, you do go to uni. And that was just the way that it was. There was, mm. I would say, 90% of the people in my school went on to further education, whether it was at university or college. And I just assumed that was the done thing. Um, mm. So I was given this opportunity to, to go into accounting. I'd always been really interested in business and maths and kind of the A-levels that I'd done. And it just... It, it like made sense in my head to, to mm. join this corporate company and I was always very eager to be doing work experience and have a job from when I was 15 um so yeah I very much just kind of threw myself into it and thought mm. that a successful job to me looked like working in an office commuting into London every day working at a desk sitting at a laptop um and that stereotype would probably come from what I was used to with my parents from people yeah. I saw in the films as the people who um, were successful and, and had these jobs that that I, I wanted so yeah I very much never even questioned that from being the norm so obviously yeah started at, at KPMG from a young age and it was probably up until about a year ago when I really started thinking at the same time we went into lockdown like is this is this what I want? And and I look at lots of my other friends and they're mm. all entrepreneurs and they work in the wellness space and they're PTs and they're nutritionists and lots of them own their own businesses and own very successful businesses. And, and I always looked up to them as something that was very admirable and something that like I yeah. would never be able to do. That market's already saturated. That's their thing. And mm-hmm. I'm the girl who works in an office. And I'd never yeah. really challenged that assumption. And I just kind of thought that's that's the way it is and like I'm definitely I mean I'm still in that um nine to five corporate job now and I don't hate it by any means like there were lots of perks to the job I'd been there for a long time I knew so many people that work there because I'd been across so many different teams I was learning lots while I was there I had a great work-life balance I was able to work from home a couple of days a week 
and it was it was good like I definitely definitely Mm. didn't hate it and I still don't hate it by any means but I think I always had that niggle that was a voice Mm. inside my head saying like is this it like there must be more than (laughs) commuting into London I was living back at my parents in Hertfordshire at the time so it was about an hour and 15 minutes each way Mm. commuting into London um, sitting behind a screen all day doing something that was fine but it wasn't something that mm. I was passionate about and I looked up to all of my friends who were like genuinely living their dream obviously it comes with yeah. running your business is difficult but they were doing things that they absolutely loved and they were working with amazing brands mm. and they were really like helping to educate people around health and wellness and help people to live a better life and I I think it wasn't until we went into lockdown I kind of thought I stopped living on this autopilot of waking up at 5am and going to the gym before work and then being in an Mm -hmm. office and then having all the corporate stuff after work, going to events and going for drinks or seeing friends. But I really took a step back and I thought like, what are my priorities in life? And Mm. is the way that I'm living my life at the moment in accordance with those priorities? Like, is it giving me the, the time and the flexibility and the energy to connect with friends, to... Mm pursue the things that I really want out of life and actually reflecting on that I realized that it wasn't and I was kind of stuck and trapped in this job because I thought it's what I should be doing and I think so much of that is from like the influences that I have around me mainly my parents Mm -hmm. that don't they still don't understand what a coach is what a coach (laughs) does why on earth I would be transitioning from what they think looks like a successful job on paper yeah why on earth I would be giving all of that up to go and set up my own business and do something that is probably more of a a modern job than something that they they just don't get it um and I think I am so close to my parents as well and that Mm. reflecting on what held me back it it probably was that expectation from them around what success looks like and I've really had to make a a conscious effort to spend time with people who completely redefine what success is they work yeah completely different hours they don't have uh I know it's obviously different for us all now but like they don't have an office that they work in they work from cafes they work from wherever they want in the world and every day looks completely different and and actually Mm. like that is success as much as somebody who works a nine to five in in a more traditional corporate job absolutely I mean you said some some great stuff there I think that the first thing was you know, congratulations on working so hard over the last 12 months. I know it's been such a hard time for everyone, but actually being able to use that time and kind of turn the last year into something really, really positive is so admirable. And I think that, you know, a lot of people have this pressure to go, you know, people have created these businesses and people have launched podcasts and, you know, they've learned to run a marathon or whatever it is. But actually, I think the amazing thing that lockdown has been able to do, even if we haven't launched these wonderful businesses, is just kind of reflect. It's allowed us time to kind of sit and reflect and think, as you said, what's important to us and what isn't serving us anymore. Um, so I think that leaning into that and really being able to listen has been such a powerful, powerful tool that we may have never got in our lifetime if COVID hadn't it happened yeah it's um, so true and like thinking about mm. where I was a year ago when we went into yeah. lockdown to the person that I am now obviously a lot has changed in the world since then but yeah but not to some extent <laughs> um but yeah like the even like the shift in my mindset over those 12 months absolutely is 
so it's huge and I don't ever mm. think I would have been forced to like go back to my why go back to like what mm. do I actually want out of life what do I want to say yes to more what do I want to say no to more if we weren't yeah. kind of forced to stop and to put a pause on things and to reflect and stop constantly rushing around and living on autopilot because it doesn't give you time to actually ever really think about what you're doing you're just constantly in the motions without knowing yeah. it's something that that you enjoy or you don't enjoy and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there with the autopilot because I think that you know when you were saying I get up at five o'clock in the morning I go to the gym I sit in front of my desk I go home I have drinks with my friends it's you know thinking about that that seems like such a lifetime ago like the thought of getting up and going to the gym and then having drinks or dinner with <laughs> friends without masks on. <laughs> I know actually how did how did we juggle it all and I think that you know you sort of spoke about you know having things that hold us back and I definitely think that one of the things that we that we always prioritize is other things I can't juggle it all I've got a business I've got a partner I've got a house parents whatever it is and I think that this time has actually allowed us to almost step away from having those influences. You know, look, I'm very, very close with my family. I'm very, very close with a lot of my friends. I've got a great, you know, network of people around me. But often I do let their opinions affect the changes I want to make. And actually kind of being at home, just being me and my, me and my boyfriend, I've actually been able to really sit down and kind of silence everything else and step away from normal life and actually really focus on if money was no object, if, you know, if the fear of judgment was no object, if I didn't have to commute, if whatever all these, all these things that were kind of taken away, what would I really, really want to do? And I've implemented so many changes during this lockdown, a lot of great things have come out. Um, and I think that there's a lot of people who have started their own journey during lockdown. How do you think people are going to juggle exactly what we kind of just spoke about, which is going back to the office, the commute, the 5am gyms, the drinks, the networking, how do you think people are going to kind of juggle everything? And do you think people are going to carry on on their business journeys? Or do you think we're just going to kind of forget them and go back to normal life? Yeah, it's such an interesting question. And I guess at the moment, it's such an unknown for us all. Like, Mm. none of us know what life is going to look like, what this new normal is going to look Mm. like, are we going to be expected to go back and commute into the office five days a week? Are people Mm -hmm. like, I feel like most people that I speak to are very much of the same opinion of, oh my gosh, how did I do all of that stuff before? Yeah. How did I live my life at that pace? How did I get up and go to the gym in the morning and then go for drinks after work and even be in an office for a full day? Like that now seems so alien. And and I actually, obviously I'm not a mind reader and and I don't know what it's going to look like, but I would actually be very surprised Mm. if life went back to the way that it was before. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I actually think a lot of us have learned in the last 12 months that it's okay not to be doing stuff all the time and I think especially like from in my um from my experience like I had FOMO without realizing that I had FOMO like I'd be invited to an event or invited to drinks or something in the evening and I would feel like I had to go even when I was exhausted by 4 p.m at work and the last thing I wanted to do was go out and trek to the other side of the London and go for drinks with people and be out until the early hours of the morning but Mm. I felt like that was just what you did and like on a Thursday night or a Friday night if you didn't have plans Thursday drinks yeah yeah. people would be like what what? you're just going home (laughs) like you're gonna spend it's like Friday it's night, so Thursday true. night at home. Like that was just so abnormal. Whereas 
now I feel like everyone's very much transitioned to that being our normal Mm. and I I can't see well I know maybe things will go back to normal but I don't think things Mm. for me will ever go back to normal because like I agree yeah me too my life and my priorities and my ability to say no and actually tune into like what I need and what I want and what makes me feel good has completely changed from having this yeah of being able to be a bit selfish not have feeling mm-hmm. like I have to cram every weekend in my diary like oh my gosh I think about what my weekends used to be like I'd get up at I eight, trek into central London go to this class see this person go for this walk yeah. go for this lunch it was ridiculous like I had every 10 minutes of my life basically planned out yeah absolutely. I think I completely agree and I was exactly the same and it was I didn't realize it was FOMO until now because actually I never wake up on a Friday morning and think wow I really wish I stayed out last night until 4am like I just don't have that and I don't think I really wish my day was absolutely jam-packed I've definitely taken a much slower as you kind of said approach on life and actually think what is it that that feels good do I want to go for those drinks do I want to see those people do I want to go to this gym class um and I think it's really important that we carry that on um when things go back to normal but I definitely think there'll be this kind of boom especially come 12th of April I mean even over the the last week kind of in the parks people were drinking in the parks until late um, which is amazing to see people coming together but I think there's going to be this massive boom again of you know the 12th of April everyone wants to go out everyone's going to go for dinner but I think there's also going to be this realization we're going to be exhausted trying to go back to normal life. Yeah, absolutely. And like even the other evening, I had like a few plans, just like walks and I had a couple of brunches mm. in the diary. And I suddenly thought like, oh my God, I don't want to put anything else in because yeah. I feel like that, that's enough already. And I think although there is obviously the opportunity to go for a dinner with people and meet people and go to parks like remember that Mm. you always have choice like if you want to live the rest of your life not saying that anyone does if you want to live the rest of your life in lockdown you can do that there is nobody forcing you to do these things just because there is the opportunity to do it so I think it's very much having those boundaries in place when things do go back to normal and, Mm. and not being afraid to say no and say like completely be honest yeah, with people absolutely that like I've already done loads this week like I need this evening for myself or I feel yeah. exhausted or a bit overwhelmed and I do think mm. especially with like the increase in talking about mental health and people feeling overwhelmed and anxious mm. it's much easier to have those open conversations with people and say yeah like not this time and not feeling like you have to explain yourself like yeah. if you don't want to do it 100%. you don't have to do it like you, you get to, to make that decision <laughs> yeah, exactly. maybe I'm just a bit selfish and stubborn but <laughs> <laughs> no no I think it's true I mean it would be really really great to hear a little bit more about how you found building your business and how you kind of actually juggled it all you know not not so much the kind of social life in the gym but working full-time and then being able to kind of switch off and go to this, you know, mindset coach business that you're creating. Amazing, of course. So I think I very much, as I always do with things, got overexcited as soon as I started. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was probably actually at like the start of the last lockdown where mm. it was actually a guy that I work with, he'd done a coaching course and he said to me like, you 
have obviously like lived a like normal normal life was very busy and I didn't really have time to well I really very challenged that I didn't have time it wasn't a priority mm. um to, yeah to- I love I love I love I love that saying now I actually so I was actually talking to someone about it now and um not now I spoke to someone a few days ago about it and they sort of said um try and change your mindset from I don't have time to it's not a priority and see how that fits and see how that feels and you will learn to prioritize things if it feels that you need to do it yeah, exactly it's like it's so interesting when people say they don't have time it's like so what do you have time mm. for you have time to yeah watch Netflix for three hours mm-hmm. every night you have time to oh, well whatever however whatever else people do in, mm-hmm. in their lives but actually like you in don't have time, time yeah. to do the things like I don't have time to journal you have time to sit there and scroll through Instagram for half an hour every morning mm-hmm. you don't have time to go for a 10 minute walk and do your yeah. free gratitudes like it's all about what you make time for absolutely um, so I, yeah I think I told myself it wasn't a priority before obviously went into lockdown then I went into lockdown and I thought you know what if I'm ever going to do it like now's the time to sign yeah. up for a course like what I've got nothing to lose really and actually like that probably was my not breakthrough moment but that was probably the the moment mm. where I really realized that like why can't I do this? Like I'd invested time, money, yeah. energy. And I think that really demonstrated to me that like, I am worthy of these things. And that was really like that mm-hmm. energetic shift that like this yeah. is happening and like, I can make this happen. And like, why can't, can't I make this happen? Like I look up to all these other people that have built incredible businesses and are doing all yeah. these amazing things. And like, really challenging, like, why can't that happen for me as well? Mm. So I think I, I've always been quite like, I guess had a positive mindset um but I mm-hmm. I was very scared in terms of like what are people gonna yeah. say are my friends gonna look at me and be like oh my god who does she mm-hmm. think she is to be trying to get in on our yeah. entrepreneurial world and trying to do yeah. all these things when she's the girl who works in the corporate job um yeah so yeah in terms of um like how how the journey happened is like I signed up for a course and then I was like right absolutely loved it focused on that Mm. one thing and that was enough that was fine in terms of like balancing it with Mm. a full-time job it was a couple of evenings a week for two hours which was manageable it was fine as soon as I finished that I think that's when I really that was a three-month course that's when I started to really get juggle like struggle to juggle yeah um having like obviously setting up a business you've kind of come out of that study Mm. phase and you're like okay right now I'm ready to actually make this happen and yeah that was when I very much thought like oh my god I need to do everything I started following all of these other people Mm -hmm. who were coaches on Instagram I started over consuming over complicating everything yeah I had to listen to every podcast I had to read every book I had to listen to every mm, free webinar yeah. I was I oh yeah to read everyone's <laughs> posts I had to do what everyone else was doing and learn everything mm-hmm. that I could possibly learn and yeah it was extremely overwhelming and I think that was the first that was a, a, well the next time when I kind of thought like oh my god can I do this like this it's impossible I told yeah. myself it was impossible to build a business while I was still in a full-time job that I'd never be able to do that even in lockdown like I'd never have enough time mm. and I probably spent more time telling myself that I didn't have enough time and that it was never going to work yeah. <laughs> than I did actually just <laughs> sitting down and doing something the, the self-sabotage is yeah. so real when we try it when we try and embark on these exactly. new projects you're right I, I oh my god I've never so baked much. so much in my yeah. life 
like because yeah I know and it's that thing of you know we prioritize really weird things like I'll literally I was talking to someone the other day about starting a course that I wanted to and obviously that's on it that's that's quite a big investment yeah. but I was saying I've, I've exhausted I've exhausted all of my options not to start it now because yeah. I said well when I when I get this I'll do it and when I get this I'll do it and when I get this I'll do it and I kind of said I've, I've exhausted that and I think it's the same with starting a business yeah. as you said it's that procrastination of I need to bake because I don't I need to do that and you know I can put that stuff on Instagram later it's like why do we do that the self-sabotage yeah. is so I think, so like, relevant procrastinate because we're scared like we always procrastinate about 100 pushing us outside of our comfort zone about mm. things that yeah. we're a bit nervous about what the response is going to be we don't procrastinate about like brushing our teeth or having that capped up with a friend no. it's always the stuff that was like no absolutely so, like yeah mm-hmm. I think it's, it's getting clear on like how does procrastination show up for you like for me it was like oh I should go for yeah. a walk or oh I should bake this thing or oh I need to do a clean or oh like I need to, the yeah. cleaning <laughs> the cleaning yeah totally get that but totally get people, that it, they they procrastinate in completely different ways like they might go and sit and watch yeah. tv or whatever it is um so yeah obviously there was a lot of, of procrastination when I suddenly started consuming so much information feeling very like overwhelmed overcomplicating everything um and I think like for me it was very much like stripping things back to basics and just really yeah. focusing on like knowing my why like why am I doing this what is my yes. purpose who am I helping and like making it exciting for me because of course, if you are working a job at the same time, like you have to accept that you are going to have to work mm. a bit in the morning or you're going to have to work a couple times yeah. in the evening or you might have to put a weekend aside to do it. Like, of course, there is going to be an element yeah. of juggling both. And like, it can feel like a lot. Obviously, we've been in the fortunate position where yeah. we've been in lockdown and I haven't had an awful lot going on in evenings and weekends. Yeah. So it's yeah. been easier to fit that in. But it's got to like really be something that you care about that you feel passionate about that you love yes. and you feel motivated to do otherwise you're not going mm. to, want to put that time aside on your weekend or your evenings to sit down and do it so yeah think, like the first piece of advice I, it would really be like getting clear on why are you even doing this in the first place mm. and really like making that relevant to you and I do think that really helps with the yeah. comparison as well because of course it's like the yellow car as soon as you move into a new field so whether it's coaching or beauty or whatever it is mm. you naturally see people everywhere who are coaches or- oh yes 100 unless you're really clear on like your why what's your purpose mm. who are you helping what makes you unique it's very easy to get sucked into what everyone else is doing and thinking oh my god they're doing that so I need to do that they're better than me the market's so saturated I'm never going to get my foot in the door if they want to work with a coach they're going to go to that person so I spent a long time I would say months actually really getting clear on what I was doing who I wanted to help and how I was going to go about it Mm. and I think from there it made everything so much more straightforward and like we were saying earlier, like it's so easy to overcomplicate it and think mm-hmm. I need to be reinventing the wheel and doing all of these things. One hundred, the yeah, I totally but agree. Actually, really strip things. Yeah, back. I totally agree. And like, firstly, get clear mm-hmm. on what's your vision, what do you want to do, who do you want to help, and then how can you be 
showing mm. up in a way that you enjoy. For everyone, that's different. For some people, it's writing. Like for me, writing really doesn't come naturally. Mm. For some people, it's doing videos. Me, me some neither. people, it's doing podcasts. <laughs> like everyone has a different yeah. style that naturally suits them. So actually show up in a way that feels authentic to you. Mm. And be patient and be consistent. And I think so much of the time we overcomplicate it for ourselves because we yes. do one thing. People don't jump on it straight away. Like you might announce that you're, you're mm. going to launch for a program or you're selling a product or whatever it is. And you don't mm-hmm. have that influx of people straight away. And we think, right, that doesn't work. So I need to try something else and I need to reinvent the wheel. Yes. Actually, it's just being patient and being consistent and, and keeping to show up in, in that ways. Um, rather than yeah. constantly thinking, well, I, I must be doing it wrong. Let me look at what everyone else is doing. I need to learn more. I need to listen to more mm-hmm. things. I need to read more things. I'm obviously not good enough. Like you just need to give things time for them to work. Yeah. And I think that, I think that it was quite interesting what you said there that we feel, you know, being in this space, you know, a lot of people I know are now wellness coaches, they're fitness coaches, yeah. nutritionists, whatever it is. And I think that we see the industry as so saturated, but it just kind of going back to your point, speaking to your dad, he was sort of like, well, what is a coach? So actually the market can't be that saturated if there's still people out there that don't know what coaches do. Um, It's just because we're surrounded day in and day out with people doing it from the social media of people that we choose to follow. You know, we surround ourselves with people who are in this space. Um, So I think it's such a new, it's such a new industry. and it's very easy to fall into the trap of let me compare what other people are doing and what they're doing is great. And why would anyone want to work with me when they can work with this person who's been doing it for three years? And I think the thing is, well, that person at one point had been doing it for one day, zero days. They were at the start of their journey at one point. And we have a lot of different things to offer. Um, you know, I always say that you don't you don't just not open a restaurant because there's another pizza restaurant. If not, we would stop exactly. opening anything. And I always think you know? about like TV programs. Like, Uh say, how many TV programs are on TV? But people don't just stop making them because there's other ones available. They make more and more. And everyone's talking about it, and it's the most popular thing. And Mm-hmm. like and like even supermarkets think about like how many different supermarkets there are there are like there isn't just Absolutely. one person that does one and still thing. coming up yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think that's really interesting and I think that social media especially during the last year you know has had a massive massive impact on how how we view ourselves and also how we view what other people are doing I think you were mentioning that earlier when we were talking that it was you know we see on social media people are doing all of these great things But actually, you know, for example, with you, when I first met you, I thought you worked in the wellness space already. I didn't know you had a corporate job because, you know, from the social media, from the events I'd see you at, from the things you were posting, from the classes I would see you at, in my mind, it was very much cool. Katie works in wellness. And when I found out you had a corporate job for however many years, I was like, wow, that's crazy because I thought I knew so much about what I saw, but actually there's so much behind the scenes. And I think we often do that. We compare what we see rather than what the reality actually is always see what people are doing you don't see what they're not doing so you see the one thing that people are singing and dancing about but you don't see the other things that you've done that maybe they haven't done and or like where they are at their journey yeah like it's you can't compare someone who's just starting out a business to someone who's been a coach or whatever Mm. field they're in for the last five ten years like 
it, mm. it's so I feel like Instagram and social media are so beneficial in some ways like they definitely help keep me motivated keep me inspired help me connect with people but actually it can be yeah. complete opposite sometimes because you see people doing stuff all the time and just because mm. they're doing a podcast yeah. an Instagram live a webinar it doesn't mean that you have to be doing those things as well so I yeah how how yeah how did you find it how did you find it when you started your business not to compare because I know you look there's a lot of people right now who are at this crossroad of going back to work wanting to start a business and going actually shall I just kind of carry on with what I'm doing because there's so many other people out there doing what I want to do how did you step away from the comparing and try and kind of step into your to your own truth and actually believe that you could do this um I mean it's a really good question and I think it like it wasn't easy um I started Mm. on a course as well which was obviously well I did two courses and they were all with coaches so naturally I very much got myself in a community of other coaches and everything I was seeing was the the people who were posting similar content to me and doing Mm. these blog posts and talking about the same things and it's very very easy to think like it's very saturated but actually for me I think Mm. it's keeping some sort of normality and not that people who are in coaching Mm -hmm. aren't normal but having like other (laughs) things going on in your life like self-development for me has always been a passion I'd say for the last like five six Mm -hmm. years so the books I'd read are self-development books the podcasts I'd read were the conversations I've had with people because that was always a hobby Mm -hmm. for me and like it never had anything to do with business the same with fitness like fitness was always a hobby mm. and I always said like oh I don't want to go into like being a PT or working in the fitness because like I love yeah it's a hobby and I very quickly realized yeah. that when I was transitioning into like all of the mindset coaching stuff that all of my hobbies and all of my friends suddenly became linked to business and it was so difficult like yeah having conversations and having catch-ups with friends and we were all talking about like where we were in our business and what we'd achieved and what our next steps were and I realized that like mm. those were the people that I was speaking to every day the books that I was reading were self-development books the podcasts I was listening to when I went for a run or went for a walk were personal development ones and mm. actually really consciously yeah. having to say like I I need things that like are shitty tv programs or like yeah we need those too you have no idea what like coaching even is or like I'm so lucky my partner like Mm. cares nothing about I mean he obviously cares about like his having a positive mindset and being successful but like he has you know he doesn't have used social media really he isn't massively into well not really at all into health and fitness and he doesn't like have the same like goals as I do and it's so refreshing yeah have that Mm-hmm. have conversations with people and have like normal life going on outside of the things that you want to achieve and actually one of the biggest changes that I yeah. made is like when I set my goals so goal setting is just obviously one of my favorite things to do <laughs> like even when yes. I set my goals so I'll set like five kind of intentions or goals for the year and then like do my quarterly goals and things I actually always make sure whenever I do any form of goal setting that I've got two out of five in there which are completely unrelated to and all of this stuff that I'm doing like yeah and it's actually about like being kind to myself like looking after my health and it's not just Mm. smashing six workouts a week and being able to run a 10k it's like actually like listening to my body or 
prioritizing two rest mm. days a week or doing a yoga instead of yeah. a strength session one day like I actually really try and mm. set the intention to be kind to myself and the intention to rest and the intention yeah. to switch off otherwise mm. it's so easy to get sucked into that trap of like go 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 all the time which is then reinforced even more by going on social media and mm. naturally everyone that you're following that is active <laughs> are the people who are mm. talking about all the things that they are doing. And and I always think, like, I've, I've said to friends before, like, friends who don't have, like, an ins- well, they have an Instagram account, but they don't use it for, for business. Um, mm. And I'll be like, oh, God, I've barely been on Instagram recently. Like, I feel like I haven't posted in ages. And they're like, oh, my God, what? Like, you're on there all the time. Like, you're always the first person that pops <laughs> up on my And for me, because lots of the people that I think of as my peers mm. are people who post every day and they're constantly on their stories yeah but like remember that mm. isn't the norm like most people do not post yeah. every day on instagram like yeah it's 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 so it's so true to get like really really wrapped up really really wrapped up in all of that and kind of as i said compare and contrast what we're doing and what we should be doing and i think you're right you have to find you know, if you can't post on Instagram every day, find what works for you. If it's every two days, it's, it's every two days. If it's aligned with what feels <laughs> like right for you. Once a week, it's... Yeah, exactly, yeah. It just has to be aligned with what yeah, you want to absolutely. do. And we put um, so much so I think that, I think that's pressure so on social media as well to... Not even just social media, mm. but even, like, WhatsApps, like, replying to things instantly and constantly being present. The instant and... replying, yeah. yeah available, available. Exactly. Just being available And, like, I very time. much try to like sometimes intentionally not reply to stuff straight away especially with like the clients that I'm working with Mm -hmm. because I don't want them to think it's the norm boundaries are so important as well yeah Yeah. and I don't want them to think oh it's normal for if you're running a business that you have to reply to that email within five minutes of them sending it yeah like sometimes I'll see it and I'll be like I could reply to that now but actually no like I don't need to reply to it now I can reply to it I I always say absolutely say that up front like I reply within 24 hours and I'll never take yeah. 24 hours to reply but but it's so important to set those boundaries early on with ourselves with our clients with kind of everything that we're doing I think boundaries are something that I've really really had to work on especially over the last 12 months with the amount of zooms the amount of walks the amount of virtual coffees with whatever it is it's really really been important and I really hope that we continue to set boundaries when things go back to normal and when you know we can see people it yeah, doesn't mean exactly. that you have to yeah, I think boundaries are so um, critical like you need to have your cut off mm. times and you need to be scheduling breaks yeah. or however you want to set boundaries saying no, whatever it is, you need to have them from day one yeah. because as soon as you get into sloppy habits Agree, yeah. of, oh, I'll just work until 10 o'clock tonight because, because of X, Y, and Z, or I'll just work all weekend and mm. not leave my flat because of X, Y, and Z. Of course, there are going to be some times where you need to put in longer hours, but yeah. on the whole, you need to be disciplined from day one. Otherwise, yeah, it's so absolutely. Hard to reverse from once yeah. you're already doing those things. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, so, Katie, just to kind of wrap up this podcast, what would be your one piece of advice that you've learnt for oh our listeners? Gosh, I could have so many. <laughs> um, I would say <laughs> it sounds really basic, but it was probably the biggest mistake that I made was being realistic Mm. and just focusing on one or two things maximum at once be patient be consistent with it but don't overwhelm yourself with thinking like you have to do everything at once Mm. I need to sell this mailing list I need to sort my website I need to work with practice clients I need to set up a podcast I need to be so so posting this many times a week 
and it's all about like I always ask myself like, yeah. how will I enjoy this more and for me I definitely enjoy things more yeah. when I'm focusing on one thing at a time and really like nurturing mm. that and and nailing it and making that like either part of a normal routine or getting it ticked off my to-do list if it's like setting up a website for example and actually becoming really confident yeah. and really enjoying that one or two things and just I always set mm. myself a roadmap so I'll look at like the six months ahead and I will draw yeah. it like a road and I will put blobs of things when I'm going to focus Love that. on it and I'm like right yeah. now I'm just focusing on this one thing like yes I want to do a podcast but that's three months down the line or yes I want to do a free webinar mm. but that is five months down the line and I think actually visually drawing yeah. it out and writing it down is a very easy way to like park things and be like I don't need to worry mm. about those now I actually just need to focus on like mm. what am I doing this month and everything else can wait like I'll yeah. get there I'll do it but just focus on one thing at a time because otherwise you don't end up enjoying it you end up burning yourself out you get overwhelmed mm. And just remember your why. Like, why are you, sorry, this is kind of two points. Like, why are you doing that thing? Why do you want to make that change? Why do you want to start mm. that business? Why do you want to say no more? Mm. Um, and really putting putting those things first and making it exciting for you. Like yeah. for me, setting up a business was because I wanted to help people. It was something I was passionate about. It was something mm. I felt really motivated to do. And when I'm overwhelming myself with trying to crown my to-do list, it doesn't make me enjoy it anymore. So yeah. always coming back to, to like, mm. what do you, what, what is this going to bring into your life? And for me, it was bringing freedom, managing mm-hmm. my own time and having a better work-life balance. Mm. So those are the principles that I need to make sure that I'm applying Thank, whilst yeah. I'm growing a business. And it's not just, oh, once I've built the business, then I will start having a better work-life balance and I will start mm. enjoying it more and I will start doing all these things and being this person. It's like yeah. I'm that person now whilst you are in the process of getting there yeah yeah no I completely agree with all of that I think that's such amazing advice and thank you so much for being um our guest on this week's podcast it's been so great to talk to you I feel like I could just talk to you forever so we'll probably have to take this (laughs) offline so we don't speak for hours on the podcast but if you want to find out how you can work with Katie you can head over to her Instagram which is at Katie Sarah Forbes you can find out how you can work with her you can book a free clarity call session and she can sort of talk about how she can help you um again thank you so much for being so honest and open and such an amazing guest on this week's podcast we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast please leave us a review if you did head over to our instagram page at all is wellness podcast and let us know what you think we look forward to welcoming you next week for more open and honest conversations